0: All right, welcome to Peeps Creek the cafe where we serve you delightful slightly intense but definitely worthwhile conversations a podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking listening and conversing so grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu all right people welcome to Peeps Creek the cafe you know here at the cafe we always have a conversation center around a drink and I am your host Sean I am joined in the cafe today by Denise Hello Denise. Hello, Sean. Hello,
1: everyone. Are you okay, Sean?
0: <laughs> I mean, we just recorded another episode. You sure already know. I am a little... I, under I the
1: weather?
0: I don't know if I'm under the weather. I don't know what's going on, but my voice is kind of dissipating. And so <clears throat> I did not ask you what you were drinking on the last episode, but what are you drinking on over there?
1: Well, at this point, I really don't have much left, but I was also drinking... Well, you're drinking tea, but I was drinking some coffee.
0: So, you're just gonna tell people what I'm drinking before I tell them?
1: Oh, my bad. (laughs) Honestly, I thought you had already told (laughs) them.
0: I mean, all right, so I am drinking some tea over here for my throat. But, you know, I would not be a Detroiter if I didn't throw a little bourbon in there because when I was little, my grandma used to give us that little whiskey with the little alcohol. I mean, the whiskey with the little special concoction when we had sore throats and our voice was leaving. So, that's what I'm doing over here. All
1: right. there's a documentary now that you mentioned Detroit although you're not a football person but it's Bye Bye Barry he put the Detroit Lions you know back in the day on top and there's a documentary on Prime about him and it was really really good
0: I might have to give it a go I'll let yeah. you know alright yeah. so <clears throat> we are on episode 85 episode 85 is deadly veteran or self protection now full disclaimer people you gay we used to talk a lot uh, on this show with accused, guilty, or innocent, and so I received quite a few messages on some of our old episodes of this for people who are still watching the seasons, and so we decided to pick it back up. I would tell you for a disclaimer, I started getting bored with this the um, series because I felt like... They were picking stupid cases and they couldn't go into the courtrooms. Like, what's the point? So we are picking back up on this because obviously people like to hear about it and our opinions on it. We're starting back from where we left off. So we're on season three, episode one. And that's why it's called Deadly Veteran or Self-Protection. Those of you who don't know what accused, guilty, innocent is, it is a show on A&E. And I keep telling the people from A&E I need to make us the companion podcast for that show because we break it down. Like nobody else could bring it down. Okay, so we are in Pryor, Oklahoma. I don't know what year it is. Denise, what year are it
1: is? we? We in Spavinaw, Oklahoma. This happened in Spavinaw. The the attorney was in Pryor.
0: Oh, that shows that much. I was looking. Okay, we in Oklahoma. <laughs> we in Spavinaw, Oklahoma.
1: What year? Back in 2018, September.
0: Mm-hmm. And who, who 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 we got?
1: we have mr uh, michael ward who is the defendant or the person that that is in the situation he apparently it starts with the police interview where he is claiming that he was walking up the path of his home he looks up he sees the victim was right over the edge of the barn mr michael ward had his gun at the moment you know at the time felt like the victim was getting a little too close to him he I'm tells you just going
0: to do all the details like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> he tells the victim to get down on the ground. The victim says, "In no way, Jose, I'm getting no no ground." You know, attempts to grab the barrel of the gun from the defendant. So they start tussling for it, and the guy apparently, the victim apparently starts to like get away from him, but then somehow he stops and says, "Oh, he's gonna kill me." And then shoots the guy in the back.
0: So, Mike Ward is in his 60s. He's Wait, a div- so you're
1: about to recap everything I just recapped?
0: No. Mike Ward is, I'm giving them a little background. Mike Ward is a divorce person. He's in his 60s at the time that okay. this occurred. He's a U.S. vet, which is why it says deadly veteran. Army veteran. And he recently moved <clears throat> after his divorce to Saginaw. What is it called?
1: He moved from Tennessee to Savannah, Oklahoma. Oh, Spavinaw.
0: Saginaw is in Michigan. All right. Yes. He's never been charged with a crime. After he moved to Spaganoff, Spaganoff,
1: uh, spa, like okay. a spa. That's okay. Re-
0: it's not a place I'm going to visit. After he moved <laughs> to Oklahoma, <laughs> and after he moved to Oklahoma, uh, two years after he moved there, his neighbor, he had a neighbor that moved in. His name is Sean Allen. Um, he moved in next door, and Mike, Mr. Ward, referred to Mr. Allen as the neighbor from hell. All right. So,
1: Have you ever had one of those? I have one currently.
0: Neighbor I have, from hell?
1: Yeah. I have oh. one upstairs.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because you know I ain't got time. I don't play no games. First of all, I don't talk to them. And well, I don't talk to them either. If they come over here with some bullshit, they know they're going to get some bullshit right on back. So people leave me alone. Okay, I people. mean,
1: but it doesn't necessarily have to be the same situation, like the, but
0: like the noise and all that.
1: Yes. Like, yeah. Let me let me not go into details about my neighbors because this world is very small. And one day they decide to start listening to the podcast.
0: <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so let's let's go. So we meet Mike's lawyer. His lawyer's name is Misty Fields. Mm-hmm. She is in prior. Oklahoma. She tells us at the very beginning that the prosecution's position is going to be that because the individual, Sean Allen, who happens to be quote unquote the neighbor from L, according to Mike, was shot in the back, that the prosecution position is going to be that there cannot be any self-defense because Mike was not in jeopardy at that particular point in time. So Mike has been charged, or Mr. Ward, because he is in his 60s, so I will respect my elders. Mr. Ward has been charged with one count of murder in the first degree, which comes with three penalties, that is life, life without parole, and or death. All right. Well, I guess you can't have and or death because of the life with parole and you die, you can't have it. So three options. You can have life, (laughs) you can have life without parole, and then- Death. Now, here's the caveat. Some of you might be wondering, okay, what what do you mean, life? If he has life, that means he ain't getting out. And then, life without parole. What does that mean? So, the difference is, it all depends on the state. Some states, life does not always mean natural life. Sometimes, in some states, life means a period of time, twenty years, and then you can go up for parole. And then, sometimes, life in some jurisdictions, life means natural life. But if it's life, you still have the option of parole. So that means you can go in front of a board. And plead while you change and yah yeah, yeah. And they might can let you out. So those are the three <clears throat> variations that we have. Is that right?
1: Yes. All yep. right.
0: Now, so when we meet Mike, like Denise said, the video, the documentary starts off with him talking to the police. But then we go and we see Mike talk to his lawyer, Misty Fields, where he gives her the events of the day. Did you take notes on that? Do you want to tell him what his events of the day are okay obviously she she wasn't looking so
1: (laughs) no look i'm trying because i kind of gave you what he said and the police which yeah but but
0: but that's different what he tells missy but go ahead i
1: didn't i didn't think it was that much of a difference i think Mm. that his story
0: it's a lot of difference but go ahead
1: really because to me to me the story that he gave the the police men when he was being interrogated was very similar to what he gave her. It wasn't until she actually started viewing the police interrogation that she realized there was something he left out.
0: Are you saying that <clears throat> you're talking about the body cam video from the very yes. beginning? All right. Yes. Okay. But what we don't know is how they how did they splice that up just for the part of the, the episode? So... I'm talking about the interrogation. All right. But when he goes in to talk to Misty about the events of the day, he says, <clears throat> and I'm sorry, y'all, I sound like this. He said he decided to go out on his land. He has 28, 23 acres of land on his home that he bought. He started to go out on his land because next week was going to be deer season. Deer
1: season right. So he
0: took his deer rifle out there while he walked. Now. The first thing that I wrote down is when I was watching it out, why do you need the gun if you're not hunting? Because it'll start the next season.
1: You never know, though.
0: Yeah, Okay. Um, He says that he.
1: Deer hunters take these very seriously, though. So you're not going to go out there. You're you're not going to go out there without that firearm. That you made the meet. season was
0: no the season I'm sorry.
1: Which, who cares was, about seasons in, in those in those places? Okay. anybody care about the season? Show, he, show he, us how you truly feel. He about was this trying case. to make
0: it seem like he was preparing himself for the season. That tells me that he is an individual who shoots during the season. Now, <clears throat> a deer is not a bear. Okay, so I can see if he says bears are out there. So I took my gun because I was walking my property. A deer is not going to attack you. If anything, they're going to look at you like they're stupid and then run. Okay. A bear? A deer.
1: Oh, 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 oh.
0: So he doesn't really, I, for me, what I'm saying is when he told that, that's my initial reaction. If you're talking about the season begins next week and you're preparing your land, why are you taking the gun out? That's just me.
1: Yeah, I didn't
0: I, see it that way. I, I get it. You you don't see a lot of things that way, my way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right about that. No, because I know because you you. I'm not a hunter by all means. I I don't hunt, but I know that they take it seriously. You know. So how do
0: you know, Denise?
1: Because I know somebody who does it. it, it I'm not saying that they all take it seriously, but you have those who are hunters who you know they do. You know they they live for that. It's the pat. Their passion is to to be able to hunt. So. I don't see nothing wrong necessarily with him carrying that firearm if he had gone a week prior with the potential of maybe spotting a deer. That's just all I'm saying.
0: All right. Fine. Whatever. <clears throat> got it. So he says. that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, we got to We got to squeeze this in at least 45 minutes. So Listen, let's not speed this up.
0: <laughs> I'm not. But what I'm saying is obviously you could tell. I'm not really a fan of this particular case. All right, so
1: actually, you're giving me the impression that you felt like he was going with all the intentions. of shooting. Oh yeah,
0: I, I don't believe. Uh, let me let me let me give you the full disclaimer real quick. I don't believe the man was in fear of his life, but we'll talk about that. He saw Sean Allen by the barn and says that he knows. He knew that Sean had a warrant out for his arrest.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah. he
0: told Sean, stop. And that he needs to get down because he's making a citizen's arrest. <laughs> and he was going to call the law. Yep. Now
1: at that I remember.
0: Now what I wrote underneath that is why can't you just mind your own damn business? The
1: and I wrote that that where he says that he knew he had war and so and I kind of felt like, was that truly like necessary? You know, like
0: why what was the purpose
1: he... of, of you know?
0: Which tells me or would signal to me that he went out there hunting for the fugitive.
1: <laughs> for the deer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, for the fugitive, quote unquote. And then he says that Sean, when he said that Sean basically was like, nah, bruh, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't getting down. And he says that Sean kept coming and the next thing he knows, Sean got too close. Now that's what he right. says to a lawyer. Now we're gonna see the difference. Because I want you to peep on this. So you got you to you pick up on these little small details. That Sean got too close. He grabbed the barrel of the gun. They were wrestling, tussling. He claims that Sean was getting the gun. And he felt that Sean was going to try to kill him. And then Mike said that he jerked the gun away from him. Sean turned around. And Mike pulled the trigger. Boom. And he says that he claims that he thought Sean had a gun. Now, what I wrote underneath that was, <clears throat> now, why that? didn't you say that from the beginning? <laughs> and so, what I'm saying is, okay, so you didn't think he had a gun until he turned around. Why didn't you think he had a gun from the beginning? So, that would have made a difference for me.
1: Oh, I did. I <clears throat> did. I did remember that because I said the same thing. I said, you know, for, you didn't mention nothing when, when it first started that he had a gun. What would make you think he had a gun? You know, there was like no indications that, that the man was armed with any type of weapon.
0: Right. <clears throat> so anyhow, he claims that Sean had a history of going on his property, breaking locks. On several occasions, he called the police, but basically the police didn't do anything. Right. That's kind of where we are.
1: And cutting down those trees. Apparently those trees mean, mean something.
0: Yes. And cutting down the trees, the um, walnut trees.
1: The black walnut trees.
0: Black walnut trees, yeah. <clears throat> and we find out a little bit about those a little later. All right, so then we cut back into the lawyer gets the videotape of the interrogation. You want to talk about that?
1: So that's, that's where I felt the stories changed slightly. I still <laughs> felt that he said, I'm surprised that in this case I'm seeing it differently than you are because I usually am on your on that side where you are. And but I think that the them. Yeah. yeah, I think the only thing that he said differently was that he he actually ran towards Sean as Sean was trying to get away from him.
0: I think there's several things that he said was different. Okay. <clears throat> One was when he told the lawyer he said that Sean got too close and pulled the gun In the interrogation, he says, I got too close to Sean. So let me tell you why that's a difference for me. The difference is, is that that is telling me that Sean is not progressing towards him and placing him in danger. It's him going towards Sean and wherever he was. So that's point number one.
1: See, I wrote it differently. I wrote that as the police interview starts, he says he had his gun. Sean got a little too close. I told him, get down on the ground. He said, no way.
0: No, you need to go back and look at it. That's not what he said. Oh, we both need
1: to go back. No,
0: remember when he comes out, when he started walking, he sees Sean at the barn. He yells at Sean, get away from the barn. Get down. I'm making a citizen's arrest. What he told his lawyer was that Sean got too close to the barrel of the gun. What he told the officer in the interrogation was that I got too close to Sean. Sean grabbed the barrel of the gun. So, what that's telling me is that I think it's the inverse. Sean saw this gun pointed at him, coming this man coming towards him with a gun, so naturally, my reaction is, let me get this fucking barrel um, away from me, so I'm going to try to pull in and tussle it away. Now, that's what I gather from Now, we don't have to agree, but I think those two stories are different. I think that if, in fact, Sean was moving towards him, that gives the presumption that, that he's, you know, coming, marching towards him, and maybe psyched up and ready to do whatever and i can see where you know sean is younger than this older man i can see where he may want to take this kind of defensive mechan- this defensive approach at that time but to me it 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 relayed to me um, that he was progressing towards the to the guy and in fact he says <clears throat> that sean here's the other piece he says that after they start tussling whatever sean ran you remember that?
1: Okay. He I I don't know. I we're gonna have to go back because I I think he's he says since the beginning that he ran.
0: No, he did not. He did not tell his lawyer that.
1: No, he did not tell his lawyer. That was on the body cam. But I I, I say he said from the beginning that Sean did get a little too close.
0: All right. The bigger piece though. Is that after the tussle, Sean runs away. Mike then says that I chased him. And then I pulled the trigger and shot. And it was 15 yards away. I was 15 yards away.
1: I saw that. I saw that. Because that's something that he had not said.
0: And, well, and that's not a slight deviation <laughs> that changes the whole trajectory of his claim of self-defense, because if the guy is running away, obviously he's no longer a threat to you. He's trying to get away from you because he thinks you the threat right. and as he's running, you lift up your gun and then you shoot him. And you're going to claim self-defense.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and that's why his lawyer says, I wish he wouldn't have said that.
1: at that point he had already you know he had already said it what can you really do
0: because I when I looked at that when I watched the the portion with the interrogation thing the, the note I put on here is totally different than what he told his lawyer I get that parts of it was the same I think those two pieces could lead a reasonable person to believe that he was purposely going after Sean and I, 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 I'm just saying. That's I don't me. know.
1: I I, I I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> but I think what I have stuck in my head is what you're about to get to once you get into the, you know, the trial. And I think that's what I still have stuck and stuck and stuck in my head.
0: I was cut, it was cutting dry to me. I knew he was going to jail for the screamer. Anyway. All right.
1: <laughs> I didn't actually. I honestly thought there was chance.
0: No. All right. So then his lawyer wants to try to prove his fear. So she goes and visit the 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 site, his his land where it happens. Do you want to talk about what you see there? I mean what they talk about there? Or oh, you don't remember that?
1: They say what, what what was I watching? Because they say the same thing. He was just saying that
0: he, he was saying that Sean would Sean, he she he showed the lawyer where Sean lived next door. Right. He said that Sean would take his garbage out and come and burn and it on his fire. property. Yeah,
1: put mm-hmm. fire on the property.
0: Then yeah. he says, and I think this is key, he says he would cut down the walnut trees and they were selling them for about 3000 a
1: pop. Word and, on the sh- word, word, word is on the because there's snow, yeah. And
0: then the claims that he was nervous all the time because Sean might get what he wanted out of him, which is to get him out the way so that he can cut down all the other black walnut trees.
1: What is the the the, the w- w- what is so special about those?
0: I guess trees? they're they are rare in the area, and maybe they're important in that area, and maybe Oklahoma that particular area does a lot of importing. I mean, exporting of them. I don't know. Because but, he said he would,
1: the, the Sean guy would bring his friends and they right. would literally like take the
0: drinks. Now, I also think that fact changed it for me as well. Because for me, I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking, A, first of all, you pissed off that the cops ain't do shit about this guy coming on your property. Secondly, you're pissed off because he's burning property and burning trash on your property. It look like shit.
1: Wouldn't
0: you? I would be pissed. But this goes to my point. Thirdly... You're pissed because, shit, these are my trees. I should be cutting them down and selling them off versus you selling them and getting $3,000 a pop. Because he didn't say he wanted to save the trees and keep them growing. So for me, that, again, changed the trajectory of I'm in fear for my life and puts it more in a place of I'm tired of this motherfucking covered on my property, doing shit that I've told him not to do. I have asked the fucking police multiple times to come and do something. They haven't done anything. So here I am. I'm going to do and take care of this shit myself.
1: I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not defending the guy at all. You know, I'm just giving you my my honest opinion. I think that, you know, certain people will see it as you're an army vet, so what are you scared of? Others would see it as let's not forget, you know, Sean's <laughs> background, the fact that he he was into drugs. He he used to Allegedly.
0: Um, allegedly. Right,
1: allegedly, because we have no proof, at least you and I don't have no type of proof about that. But you know, had this what's the word? This 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 background on him, you know, not a very good one. Where you are making it seem as as you you know tell the story that this that the Mr. Michael Ward is upset, but was he truly upset or was he truly scared?
0: You 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 asking me because I already answered it. I'm out. He ain't scared. He wasn't scared. <laughs> he wasn't scared. <laughs> He wasn't scared. He was pissed off. And look, that's what I wrote. I said, <clears throat> the lawyer says after she met with him, she says lawyer, the lawyer uh, says Mike was scared for his life. And I put this is what I put. <laughs> I'm writing my own notes to myself. I put on here. I beg a different Sounds like a man that was pissed that someone was doing things on his property that they should not be doing. And he wanted to get rid of them.
1: I think he was both. I think that he was upset, yes, because you're cutting my locks every time I have to keep replacing these locks. You are, you know, coming into my property. You're you're putting fire on my property. Yes, you would be upset. But you know also that this man, if he truly wanted to take me on, he could take me on. He's younger than me. You know, he's high the majority of the time, allegedly. 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 You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I mean, again.
0: Let's okay. So, let's take your take your point for example. Mm-hmm. Now we get the toxicology report from the autopsy. It shows he had meth in the system, yes. 0.38. and uh, another drug,
1: another, and another thing.
0: I thought that was just adihistamine. What was that? That's a
1: amphetamine.
0: Uh, oh, it was okay. meth
1: and amphetamine? Let me see what that is really quickly.
0: So he had that in his system. Now the lawyer says that she. She's aware that when you have that level of drugs in your system, uh-huh. that it increases your violent tendencies. And again, when she said that, my note to, to her was, but lady, the problem is he ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I, I get it. He had a history of drug use. People are on drugs. When I was in Portland... They would do a meth in the middle of the street when you walk right past them. They ain't trying to kill you. They are Not
1: everybody. Not everybody.
0: Listen to me. 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 me, Okay. (laughs) Okay. I get the fact that he was on drugs. I get all of that. But here's what's vividly missing from everything. He does not identify. When I say he, Mike, does not identify one thing That Sean did in that moment in time that he exhibited violent behavior or this superhuman strength aspect or this aspect of invincibility. There was nothing that he presented. Now, let's go to what the private investigator. So they hire a private investigator, private investigator Mike Heath. Okay, he interviews two people. You want to talk about the two people he interviewed?
1: He interviews a gentleman, Bruce Hoskins, I think it was the last name, Mm -hmm. and who is somewhat of a neighbor. And he, (coughs) you know, he claims that he personally tried to stay away from Sean and Sean's crew, the majority of the time, because he didn't want to get involved with him. Sean used to cook meth and, and the man asked, you know, did you see it? And he was like, I could smell it. You know, I could smell the fumes. But that Sean did say that if Mike, which is the the person the show is about, ever gets in his way or confronts him, he will take him out. That is something that one neighbor said. Then he goes to another neighbor, or another person who had similar experiences as the one Mike had. Her name was Tiffany Birch. And she was, you could see based on how he's asking her the questions that she even to the day was still very scared of Sean, but painted him as being a dangerous person. She also could smell drugs, you know, whenever he was doing the drugs, she could smell it. He had guns on him and he once even attempted to, um, put her house on fire. So he kind of like try to burn the gates of her home.
0: Okay. Yes. All right. So let's talk about these things. All right. <clears throat> I get that the folks were annoyed that allegedly he was cooking meth. Okay. Now I can believe it. Cause when they show pictures of that house, first of all, I don't know how anybody was living there. Yeah. <laughs> that, house, that house should have been condemned, but putting that aside, got that. He said that they were a scary bunch. He gave us no example of any kind of violent behavior that they did. OK, he he claims he heard Sean say that he can do what he wants on Mike's land. Got it. I believe it. He was probably doing it again. Not any indication that he was doing anything violent. The only thing that remotely could be related to that is that he claims that he went and talked to Sean and say, hey, let's kind of settle this. And Sean was basically like, if Mike tries to stop me, I'm going to take him out. All right. Maybe a verbal threat. OK, got it. <laughs> Again, vividly missing for me is any indication that this guy had any violent tendencies. What I hear from all of this is that he's a nuisance, he's a drug addict, he's making meth, and he likes to steal. That's what I got. Okay.
1: <laughs> I could see that. I could right. see that. Because yes, there they're, they're in, in nowhere in that, that in that show did they say that he was violent. I would agree. Exactly. But
0: What were you doing in my property? All right. Uh, The defense of property is different. We're not talking about that. This man said he feared for his life. Two different things. Tiffany Birch. First of all, I don't even know if I believed her. Did she call the police? Why? I want to know what the police said when he tried to burn down her her fence. Because it looked like she probably was trying to barbecue and, and didn't do it right. And it went over there and the flames got on it. But putting that aside, oh she claims that Sean was a bad man. She was terrified of him. And that's when she gives the incident about him trying to catch her house on fire. Whatever. Where's the police report, ma'am? Why can't why why didn't you call the police?
1: They didn't mention that though. So so just because they don't mention it doesn't necessarily mean it may not have happened.
0: Well, here's what I would do would do if I was a lawyer. Okay, you private investigator. Somebody said that this man actually tried to torch her house now. Let's go and see if we got any police reports of this so we can bring this in so we can show that there's a tendency of this man being violent. And so that will translate to why my client understood that this man has this warrant out, understood that he tried to burn down the lady down the street's home and he's been on his property for many times un- unwarranted trespassing. I understand why my client is upset and fear his life. But what I'm saying is, we ain't got that. Okay, <laughs> And then the other thing is Sean was cooking drugs. Okay. He's a drug addict. Okay. But then we get this other piece of evidence. The day before, apparently, the police tried to arrest him. Sean, the day before he died. You want to talk about that?
1: So there's radio logs that the sheriff department gives to Misty. Uh, where it shows that they, the day prior to this incident happening to with Michael Ward, um, the police had stopped a suspicious vehicle. Sean was inside the vehicle, had some outstanding criminal charges against him, so they attempted to, you know, do an arrest, and he fled. So he fled on foot. So he became a fugitive that day.
0: And according to the lawyer, she says, apparently the night before he escaped the police, it appears that he was in the woods hiding in Mr. In the woods Ward's that day. area. And it appears that the, what I won't hear, it appears that the defense was trying to say that he was trying to escape the police in the woods. And so Mr. Ward finding him placed him in a different state of mind because he knew that the police were trying to capture him the day before. All right, Now, let me ask this question. The lawyer says that she thinks the real victim was Mike, that he was victimized. You agree? It sounds like you might agree with her.
1: In a way. Yeah. and why? Because, you know, it's very, I get the, you constantly having to call the police because this man is trespassing. This man is, you know, breaking your locks. This man is taking your trees. This man is doing so many things to your property and nothing gets done. Yes. It's going to get to a point where you are going to become upset because no one is listening to you. No one is paying you no mind. The police ain't doing anything. And it continues to happen and happen and happen. So where is his justice?
0: I guess he he went out there and got it because he went to kill the man.
1: (laughs) But That's what I'm saying. Like, (coughs) it's easy to say, to to look at this from from the show perspective and say that the person that passed away, you know, Sean Allen is the victim. But we're failing to also see how the system failed, Michael Ward, because how many times did he not call them? There's records of it and no one did anything where it had to escalate to the point that it escalated to.
0: Okay. Yes. I can hear you on that, but we are still talking about two extreme things here. Okay. Killing killing a man and got nothing to do with him breaking your locks.
1: It's not just the locks though. You you it's again you 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 as you go through it you are just concentrating on oh he he just did the locks. So he it was much more. He trespassed. He did the locks. Yes, he cut the trees He was cooking the the map. He was actually burning on on the man's property. It wasn't just it. one thing.
0: I got it. Know? But but okay. So uh, Again, I'm not so, just so, so 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 let me ask this. So your neighbor, let's just say hypothetically speaking, Mm-hmm. Your neighbor stomping on your head all night long. You go knock on the door and say, "Hey, I too much noise. I wake up early." They continue to do it. They have parties. You call the police. Police come say noise ordinance. Eventually, the police stop responding. They do it again. You go up there and you make you try to make the citizens arrested. Then you shoot them. No,
1: it's it's, it's you... two different things. Making a noise making a noise is nothing with the having to constantly be replacing lots having to have the fear that not the fear because he claims that items were stolen from him however i want to say this before i continue i'm not defending michael word but i'm putting it from i'm trying to see it from both both points of view right i'm trying to see it from your point of view where the man was not violent i get that i get that now that you mention it because It wasn't even something I was thinking as I was watching the show, but I also sympathize with Michael Ward because yes, you know, there was stuff stolen from him. You know, the constant having to say this is happening, but no one is doing anything at this point. What do I have to do for it to stop? Because it's not stopping the Sean Allen obviously felt like it was a challenge to continue to do it because he's been told not to do it and he continues to do it disregarding what the person is telling
0: him I mean let me let me be clear I'm not discounting what you're saying what I'm saying is none of that matters for the charge the crime that he's charged with and the defense that he's putting forward that's my point
1: yeah but there was no defense because when they tried to to
0: no his defense is self-defense he's scared of his life that's his defense
1: but but his defense is he was scared of his life because of Sean's background but that wasn't even no. allowed in court.
0: Well, that's not his defense. That's what they tried to make as part of the package to identify why he was fearful. But that doesn't matter. And I think the judge rightfully excluded that because it doesn't matter. I
1: don't know. This is one case where I felt like,
0: I don't know. Here's what I'm saying. You know, I
1: always put myself as a juror.
0: Oh, my God. Let me finish what I'm saying, please. (laughs) I'm going to take it out of the context of this case. Mm -hmm. You go into low impoverished communities where folks are dealing with shit every day. People, you know, vandalizing cars and this, that, and the third, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of those people don't get to use all of that to substantiate why they did a crime. People come up in bad backgrounds. And because of their circumstances, their predicament, it drives them to do certain things. They don't get to use that. So I guess I'm a little more critical here because this man is essentially privileged. He's living on 23 acres. He's doing good for himself.
1: I mean, he's a U.S. Army veteran.
0: And you're trying to use all of these things to justify why you took the action that day when it doesn't align with the actions of the person that you killed at that time, in that space, at that moment. And so I'm not going to give him a pass. I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it because the system does not do it for minorities. The system does not do it for low impoverished individuals. And so our circumstances certainly can dictate how we think about things, but it does not excuse the rational behavior or irrational behavior that we engage in at that moment. What I'm saying is he claimed he was making a citizens arrest. Number one, that tells me you were not focused on you feeling like you were in danger. You're not scared. You're approaching this man saying, I'm arresting you. Versus if you're so scared to be on your property and you see him, why didn't you go back to the fucking house, call the police and say, look, this man is on my property. I know he has a warrant. I want him off my property. If you don't come here, I'm going to attempt to do a citizen arrest. That would have made the trajectory of the situation totally different for me. He didn't do any of that.
1: At the moment, you're not thinking,
0: though,
1: with the history he has with the police, obviously calling them plenty of times because of Sean. He's not thinking I'm gonna call the police again. I'm not defending him rightfully. So he killed a man. You know, he gets whatever punishment is, is given to him. But this is one case that I could see it going either way.
0: I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I understand fully what you're saying i I don't disagree, but the problem is is that he had choices.
1: we all have choices in life and, okay. we, and, and, we
0: never... and, we, and you know <laughs> what and we deal with the consequences
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and had... and
1: he's he's gonna deal with it you know based on whatever a verdict is given
0: all right before. so so they eventually do uh, a lot of lawyers do this. They do jury cons- cons- um, consultations, have a jury concern to come in, and they do mock trials just so they, they can figure out kind of how the web evidence weighs and how the witnesses testify. And Mike goes and do this little mock trial and kind of, what's your impression of his...
1: Like, he wasn't even interested. Like, I don't know. He gave me the impression of, like, wh- what? why are we even doing this? Why Bad are you witness. questioning
0: me? Bad witness. Bad witness. Bad witness. You are the only witness who can tell your story of fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when he testified in the mock, I didn't get anything about him being fear, fearful.
1: No, neither did I.
0: And that's why the and even his lawyer didn't. That yeah. She slammed that table. No, this is what you fucking need to say. <laughs> yeah.
1: She didn't say fucking, but yeah. I know, but <laughs> if it was me... I'm
0: I would have, but you know, I get it. Everyone is not emotional. Everyone is not in tune with their emotional, emotional person. But if you're going to tell a story of fear, you need to let me know that you're fearful. And I didn't get that. I think he it it just continued that or perpetuated that aspect of. He was annoyed that this dude was allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do, and no one took any.
1: That's the word. Because he yes. looked like he was truly annoyed that they were even asking him the questions.
0: Okay, so we get to the trial, and here's the other thing. This shit is so annoying. This is why the series is starting to annoy me. Because we don't see anything at the trial except for the closings, because the judge don't let any cameras in the courtroom. Yeah, right? Which is also annoying because, you know, they're part of this whole thing about courts rooms is they're supposed to be open to the public. Now, granted, the public normally probably means physically there. But the reality is is that we need to change with the times. We know that people are we are a remote society and people should have access to these trials and have cameras in there. There's a way in which you can do it so that it's not a shit show. But anyhow, it kind of annoyed me. But we we see a portion of the closing arguments. And <clears throat> what do you Wait, think? Wait,
1: even before that, like that that trial went on for four days. Four, Four days, days. 15 witnesses.
0: From the prosecution side.
1: I know. Like, who?
0: <laughs> I don't know. We don't even know who they are. I know. Why, why we did, did we nothing. get to see all that? <laughs> we nothing. And the, ju- the judge did rule that, that the defendant could not bring in any evidence about the decedent's past criminal history or drug use. And the reason was, is that he did not rely on that when he was in the in- interrogation room. As to part of why he was fearful, right. um, on that particular day, which I think was the right ruling. Period. All right, and then <clears throat> Mike goes on the stand for six hours between cross and direct, and the lawyer says she thinks Mike did a good job. She felt comfortable.
1: She was really confident.
0: Very, because she said, "I think he saved his life for the second time today."
1: Yes. Oh, in my head, I was like, "What if he? What if he doesn't? What if he's going to jail?" <laughs> All right.
0: So. We get to the closing. We see the defense closing first. What did you think about that? The portion that you saw.
1: So the portion that I saw really, I, I wanted to see if you had noticed how the prosecutors looked at each other. Yes. Yeah, so
0: like what the fuck you she Yes. What
1: did yes. she say? I was trying to figure out what she said that made I, them.
0: It probably was related to something that Mike said, but we don't know what he said because we didn't see his testimony. Because gotcha. that's where I, I noticed when they did that. But she started off with the truth is like a lion, you turn it loose and it would defend itself. But she said that Mike repeatedly said that he was in fear for his life, and Mike had to muster up the strength to get the gun back from from the from the deceased. Now, and then they see the prosecutors look at each other like, "What the fuck?" Like, she talking out, but Ryan, we don't but, know. We don't know at all.
1: I don't think her closing made any impact on me at well, all. Well, we
0: didn't. To be fair, we didn't see the full closing. We just saw snippets of it. But the snippets that they saw. Oh, I thought that was the
1: entire closing.
0: No, it was too short for closing. Three minutes.
1: Well, but remember, when she put Mm. him on the stand, she immediately decided to end it there because she thought that was such a great strategy to, you know.
0: Yes, but that's not. That has nothing to do with the closing. What that means is that she's resting her case, so she's not going to call no. any of the witnesses.
1: All I'm saying is we don't know if she truly did make that closing statement that
0: no, that short, thinking and
1: that you know it was going to no. have an impact.
0: No, because she, you, you need to tie all the evidence. She would need to point to the fact of why the prosecution prosecution didn't meet his burden. There's so many things that she would have done in that closing. So we only saw a snippet of that. Then the prosecution gets up and I. The little portion that I saw, I was in tune with it because he said, assuming that Sean Allen was still in trees, assuming that Sean Allen was trespassing to your point. OK, right. let's give it to you. Boo-boo. Michael Ward was upset that the police did not intervene. Sean was a runner. I thought this was powerful. Sean was a runner. He ran from the law. And that day he ran from Mr. Ward. <laughs>
1: Give you, let me give you the applause that you're looking for.
0: <laughs> Look, and Mike wanted to take things in his own hands. All right. So after that, I this is the only part I felt bad for Mike. Because I didn't feel bad for him throughout this thing. When and he the, said,
1: I think, I think I, I lost this case. <laughs> he
0: whispers to his lawyer, he says, Be honest, this has gone completely bad for me.
1: She said, No, uh-uh. We got this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Girl, y'all ain't got this. All right, so the jury I, go ahead. No, 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 no. Say say it because I'm gonna say something at the end. So the jury goes back to liberate, they come back and say we got a verdict. Go ahead. What's Guilty. the verdict? Guilty. Guilty. First degree murder baby. Thirty-eight years with no possibility of parole.
1: And this is what I'm going to say. She had no emotion. Like In my head, I'm like, you just told this man that y'all I she, had it in the bag.
0: I think she did. No, she like it was, was it was cry. the
1: other guy that was in her table. The or guy the, or that the was... Lawyer,
0: or the lawyer. Yes.
1: He literally put his head down and then she stayed like this the entire time.
0: Well, to be fair, you can't really show you... you uh, most lawyers train themselves not to show their emotions.
1: She definitely trained I, her. Now, I,
0: I remember a trial that I did do with a lawyer started crying oh my god I wanted to I was so pissed I was like we should be asking for a fucking mistrial this is some bullshit that this lawyer is up here crying while she's supposed to be up here that's just taking the jury's <laughs> perspective I was so fucking pissed but anyway um, <clears throat> so they asked if anybody wanted to poll the jury and she says no
1: what does that mean
0: so I was hoping you asked that great question
1: no, I'm sure I'm sure you were <laughs>
0: So what does polling the jury mean? So at the end of a verdict, you do have the ability to poll the jury. That means you get to ask each and every juror whether or not this was their individual decision Mm -hmm. and if they agreed with it, essentially, because sometimes jurors are coerced into it. Some of them don't really believe that this should be the thing. And so when you poll them, you could potentially get someone to do that. And then you can arguably indicate that they need to go back or you can Say that there was a mistrial because there there is no consensus in the in the.
1: What do you think she should have done?
0: I think she knew the answer was the writing was on the wall. I mean, I don't understand why she really thought that he was fear, fearful of his life. I don't honestly. Throughout this, I mean, from the beginning when he told the story, when I saw him go in her office and told the story, I immediately wrote him a guilty. And you know, and you know, I never do that. Yeah, I immediately wrote guilty. I mean because <clears throat> if he would have shot him while they were toggling the gun got it
1: different
0: yeah for me okay now let's talk about it let's talk about it y'all tussling with the gun and you don't say he takes control of the gun you just say he pulls the barrel which tells me you still got the portion where the trigger is so why didn't you shoot if and so, he
1: had already clocked it because he said he had already
0: exactly so if you're so fearful why did you shoot now yeah. I get it the argument is going to be people make you know everyone makes different decisions They everybody don't think the same he probably was thinking about I shouldn't take this man life but yet you want to take the man life when you start running and oh by the way after you run after him
1: right? Yeah.
0: great. <laughs> you know what I mean so I honestly didn't have any sympathy sympathy for this man. There is a free Mike Ward Facebook page if you want to join it. Because you, you know
1: would... they gave him thirty eight years. You didn't mention that.
0: I did. I said thirty eight with no opportunity to parole. Oh, I
1: didn't hear that. Police. Say-
0: <laughs> All right. So that's episode eighty five. You can watch it on Facebook at Peep Street Cafe. You can get us on Instagram, Twitter, nice. Twitch. At Peeps Creek, <laughs> YouTube at Peeps Creek Podcast, our website. I know. I, know I sound horrible doing it. Imagine me try to take somebody on the date. Hey, <sighs> yeah. www.peepscreek.com. You can send us an email. Tell us what you think. Give us some ideas. Come on the show. Cafe at peepscreek.com. Here's the links to everything. It is cafe.peepscreek.com/links. I am. Of Course, the one, the only, the insurmountable awesomeness. No, I am the one, the only, the man of y'all. Oh, my lord! <laughs> no,
1: you, I hope you take this
0: shit out. Sean, that is me, baby. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I'm going to see Hunger Games in a minute, okay. All right. And I would like to thank the news, of course, for being here. Say what up. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome. And we hopefully will have more episodes of Accused, Guilty or Innocent. And we have our holiday party, December 16th. So join us, King.
0: All right. Holiday party it is, baby. All right. Until next time, make sure that you... Let me take your name off. All right. Until next time, make sure that you continue to drink. Listen and converse. Peace and listen.